Well, hey there! It's Naomi Sneakus, and welcome to the Firecracker Department. Well, here we are, another week, another episode, and I am loving all the comments that are coming in. Thank you so much for chiming in about what you find inspiring, who you find inspiring, who you're loving uh, in the episodes so far. Uh, I love it. Thank you so much. You may be asking, oh, what do you find inspiring these days, Naomi? Thank you for asking. I am reading Not That Kind of Girl by Lena Dunham right now, and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I know I'm a little bit late to the game because the book's been on the shelves for a while, but um, I'm not a strong reader. I'm going to tell you that honestly. I don't read uh, voraciously. I read patiently, and I'm starting to read more. And I picked up this book, and I love it. And I'll tell you why I love it. First of all, short essays, short attention span sneakers short essays. Love it. Second of all, her voice is so uh, authentic and um, just casual. I feel like I feel like she's just chatting. I feel like we're sort of invited into her brain with this this book and um, and it's really inspiring. It's really inspiring to hear her story and uh, hear about her obstacles and challenges and um, see where she is now. She's like a firecracker. She really is. So is the guest that we have on today. How's that for a segue? Um, oh, but do let me know what you're reading, because maybe when I finish this book, I'll go right into another book, and I'll become what people call an avid ra reader. Or raider. An avid reader. All right, so our guest today is none other than Valerie Bahajar. Now, I have known of Valerie's career since I was in theater school. So I was in theater school, and I'd go see a bunch of plays, as much as I could, just to soak it in as much as I could when I was at Ryerson. And I would see Valerie on stage in things like the Lorca play with Daniel McIver. And um, then she did these two films, Highway 61 and Roadkill. And that to me, she, she was sort of on a pedestal of um, great indie actresses. And I really admired her. And I'd see her at parties and be super nervous to go and talk to her. And, uh, now, I spent like a good hour, if not longer, chatting with her about how she got to where she is. Because she's extraordinary. She did all these indie things. She created her own movies. She did like the anniversary. Then she did um, Expecting with Colin Mockery, Deb McGrath, which was like an improvised movie. And that wasn't her background. She was a puppeteer. And that wasn't her background. So basically, she can do anything. She has now created a web series called Life Coach. And that's not, like, she doesn't even have a TV. And she created that. She has a TV now. I want to see everything that she does. She could make a peanut butter and jam sandwich. And I'd be like, I'd like to see that because I bet it's interesting. All right. Here she is, Valerie Bahajar. Met in passing, but I don't think I've ever sat down and chatted. And that's why this podcast is the best because... I can be like, I've, I've always admired your work. I've always seen the work you do in theater and in film. And I was like, I would love to talk to her more in depthly. And then when you came out with The Life Coach, I'm like, perfect timing. Let's oh, do it yeah, all. Yeah, so, yeah, cool. Yeah. Because do you know what? I know you from like Lorca play. Oh, my God. Yeah, right? Because that's when I was in theater school and I was 
seeing like six shows a week just to get infused. Yeah. And um, that's when I first encountered. And then, yeah. And then, of course, oh, that was so much Roadkill fun. and yeah. Highway 61. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because when Roadkill, uh, I guess when we did the Lorca play, I think Highway 61 came out. Actually came out. Yeah, we, we were talking about remounting that. No way. Just well, like this year? Well, Caroline Gillis, yeah. one of the Lorca gals, and I, uh, over beers, were saying, Let's, it seems like all everyone wants to do it again, so we'll see, I guess. That would be how cool. That works. Yeah. I remember seeing it and thinking it was nothing like I've ever, like the plays that were going on. Like it was really extraordinary, it was visually and yeah. thematically and things like that. Yeah, it was pretty powerful. It yeah. Was, and it was, it felt easy. It's funny. I just remember this, like, this feels so right and easy. Yeah. Uh, what was it, seven women? I can't remember. Seven right, women. and that was unusual too, right? Like, especially being in theater school when they're all, like, looking for two-hander female scenes and then yeah. you see a whole play with seven women. It was fantastic. Seven women, Danny McIver. Yeah, that was yeah. great. It was fun. Yeah, that needs to be brought back for sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Yeah, but let's go back. We jumped ahead of it, but I'm, I'm so curious about your, um, like I've been watching clips of your work as a director, mm. and um, and uh, I haven't seen any of the acting stuff, but I know you spin all those plates. Like, you do a lot of... I do everything. Bit. Yeah, right? Which is the way it should be. Yeah. A absolutely. Like, yeah, I don't know why we have to decide. Cheers. Cheers, my friend. You know it's not the typical podcast when you're having wine and cheese mm. and help yourself and don't feel Thank like you. you can't um crunch on the microphone. Oh, I hate it when people eat oh, they okay. phone me uh, and I'm just like oh yeah. yeah. I, I I sometimes just say, you know, call me later. Yeah. But <laughs> you're obviously busy. Yeah. Uh, um, so where but where were you born? I I'm This is one of the other things. <laughs> where that, do you come from? Where do you come from that brain of yours? Cuz yeah. one of the great things about also that this podcast is the the delving into like the details of people's careers because we ha we see like online you go oh that's her resume and those are her yeah credits but like where where hmm. did your brain grow up where did my brain <laughs> well i'm originally from i was born in malta mm -hmm. and my family and i we immigrated i was a baby we immigrated to toronto uh, my parents had, uh, at the time, six of us. I was the youngest. Wow. And we moved in with my aunt and uncle. Girls had, and boys? Uh, six girls and one boy. Very lucky so guy. So at that point, it was five girls and one boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, we moved in with my aunt and uncle on Dundas Street in the junction. And no. they had five kids. No. Wow. So all of us, so 11 kids, four adults in this tiny, tiny house in the in the junction. And then my parents got their own place, and my mom had another kid. And so that's where I grew up. And it was, you know, it was hard. Like, like well, I can't say hard because it was like I didn't know anything else, right? right? It was, that was home. Um, a very industrial area. I lived right across the street from a, we lived right across the street from a factory. So we got... Uh, evicted often because there were explosions and I just wow. remember I was the youngest one at home with my mom I was the only one at home with my mom and she couldn't speak English very well and and this man is telling me as I'm translating that it, we had to leave because there were explosives and and she pa was panicking and getting all our papers and oh stuff my God. I know Can it you sounds like a, a crazy story it sounds like <laughs> Eastern European like yeah 
but the stuff that movies are made of, actually. Movies, but yeah. it was just in the junction. Right. <laughs> just which the junction, is hip right. now. But, yeah. but And then we would all, like, all of us would be marching over to the corner to, and then waiting for my father who worked on the other side of the train tracks. Yeah. And my what did he do? They, I, he was uh, a laborer. Yeah. Laborer. And, yeah, like, he fed all of us. And But what brought you to Canada? What made you guys? Um, Land of golden opportunity. Right. You know, Malta, there wasn't a lot of work in Malta at the time. And, um, uh, yeah, you could either go to Canada, England, or Australia, being part of the Commonwealth. And my dad really wanted to go to Australia because he'd been there before. My mom said it, I, he, she really didn't want to leave, but if I have to go somewhere, it would be Canada because I have a sister here. Right. So that was it. That and everyone sense. was still in Malta. Right. Um, yeah. But so you that, learned the language and everything because you, you were a baby when you left, so you learned language from your parents, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So I actually grew up with, like, broken English and broken Maltese, so I, I felt like I couldn't speak any language ever. I still right. feel that way. <laughs> yeah, like, do you doubt your mm, English sometimes? Yeah, totally. yeah, I can imagine. And then I go to Malta and I can't speak with them, so I just... I'm mute. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so yeah, it's, it, that's, that's where I grew up. What were your parents like? Very strict... Roman Catholic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, we didn't have a lot. Like, we didn't have a TV for a right. long time. I didn't have toys. I didn't... The house wasn't full of books and stuff like that. So, when I think about it, I would just stare at the wall and make believe. Right. That I read was, somewhere that you did, like, movie shows using family movies or something. Yeah, already. I do that, too. But, yeah, but that's such... <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like, we're so inundated with mm-hmm. uh, stimulation now. Kids have, like, iPads and... Everything, yeah. books, cardboard boxes, <laughs> but yeah. like you know what I mean to find what you uh, what you need to be creative at that level is probably yeah. challenging. Yeah, and you know what the the good thing is like with seven kids and we didn't have a TV for a long time and a lot of toys, so it was play acting mm-hmm. a lot of us, and I think my mom got involved as well with it and costumes. That's and, so sweet. And. Yeah, and then out on the we played out on the street, and then I started doing it at school. Um, I didn't have there wasn't any money for like dance classes, piano classes, and stuff like that. I would l- have loved it. Yeah, I wanted dance classes so badly, yeah. but um, I, so I just got involved with school stuff. Yeah, and and I wrote plays and directed my classmates, and we took took it around to the classroom. Even as a kid? Yeah, as a kid. I loved it. Did you know that that was a job as a kid? Um, well... Like, writing and directing? (laughs) Actually, that's a good question. I don't know if I did. I actually don't know, but I remember uh, my grade three teacher asking us what we wanted to be when we grow up that would help people. And I didn't know the term actor, but I knew movie star. uh, Marilyn Monroe. Right. Like, I, I thought she was amazing and I still think that Mm -hmm. but uh, I said movie star and the teacher said well that doesn't help people and I said oh teacher I'll be a teacher (laughs) (laughs) did she love that wrong (laughs) yeah so so I didn't so I didn't think you know so it was just the hobby thing yeah Um, and I was really good at math and science actually I was on the math team no kidding and science team and I would walk into a physics exam 100% 100% come out 100 no, like I loved it I just loved figuring it out right um and so theater was something in the back but then my theater 
teacher was amazing in high yeah. school and and my physics teacher and they were both fighting for me to right oh that's one said go cool. into science research the other one said go study in paris and and i and my mom went to a parent teacher interview and gave the theater arts teacher shit <laughs> <laughs> for, for letting yeah. you dream yeah right yeah yeah do you still you said like um what's something that you could do as a profession that would help people do you believe now that like acting and being a movie star quote-unquote is helping people oh. i i do think so i do think so it's not as tangible as putting food on the table for someone or, you know, putting a coat on someone's back. Or, mm -hmm. But um, it's helped me. Yeah. It helped me quite a bit. Um, and I do every once in a while, this isn't often, but hear people say, wow, when I saw that film or you on stage, it turned, turned me around. Yeah. And uh, so, yes. I still, you know, there is something in me that feels like uh, I still feel guilty about having right. so much fun. Right. Because <laughs> it's too easy. It's <laughs> yeah. like Eastern European, like, you're not suffering enough. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, You're enjoying yeah. your life too much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so did you end up going into maths after school then? No, did no. I, um, I graduated high school a semester early. Right. And, uh... Smarty pants. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was like, yeah, I just... But I got bored... Uh, you know, it was grade 13 back then, so right. I was like, get me out of here. So I got all my credits as quickly as possible and get me out. And I was going to get a lifeguarding job yes. to make some money. And yeah. then I'd go to university or whatever. Uh, but I got a job with a company called Famous People Players. Yes. Right. And so I became a puppeteer. Yeah. <laughs> and it was not in your wheelhouse <laughs> at all, right? No. Back then there was manpower. Okay. You know, it's like where you look for a job. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it was on like a, bu a bu bulletin board and stuff. And, and I saw this. They were looking for a stage manager. I was like, oh, I know what that means. And I went. And she said, D Diane Dupuis said, well, why don't you audition? We're, you know, um, She saw something in you, obviously, that was... Yeah, with when, well, um, it would be a puppeteer, so you'd put a black mask. I guess she wanted to put a black mask on. <laughs> you have a face that should have a mask over it, kid. Exactly. Yeah. And um, I was like, yeah, sure. And, and, of course, she said, and we're going to China. I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. Now, did that scare you or excite you? Oh, my God. It, it gave me, yeah, I was yeah. so excited. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine that? that how yeah. old were you? I, I guess I was 18. Holy moly. 18, 17, 18, yeah. And so I got it, and we, right off the bat, and, you know, Famous People Players, it's mm -hmm. black light theater. Um, most of the performers are mentally handicapped. So I was training them, and and then I was... In, pup in puppet work. Puppet work. So what was your background as a puppeteer? Right, you were... <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, oh, you want me to stick that rod in my mouth yeah. and shake my head around? Right. All right. Well, yeah. let me train everybody else as well. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. And yeah. uh, I did. And I loved it. I loved the puppetry. I loved working with them. We turned, toured across Canada, um, which was really tough, and China. Tough how? Oh, because it was uh, 20, I think it was like 25 cities in 27 days. Right. Yeah, you know, cool. and that is uh, loading the truck and unloading. Yeah, setting you don't up the have stage. like crew to do your 
Yeah, loading, exactly. Loading yeah. And doing one of those shows is like running 10K with 30 pounds on your back. Right. Yeah. yeah I was it's, I was great shape. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, was I in great shape. So I did that for a year and a half. And then I thought, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. Um, like, was there a time that you went, okay, this is only temporary? Or was there a time that you went, I want to go deeper and with this kind of work? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I wasn't sure. I was also kind of shy. Yeah, shy. Right. You know, I was shy, and I didn't know, and I knew I looked, I looked different back then, especially in the '80s. Right. There weren't a lot of faces like yeah. mine. We're in, in the Toronto. round face. Uh, yeah, in the round team. face, yeah. pointy, <laughs> large nose. You know. So you finished with the oh, tour. Fa- fa- the famous people players. Yeah, and actually, we were doing um, a movie of the week with Brooke Adams. It was about the company. And I, was, I did all the Blacklight Theater, and Brooke Adams played Diane Dupuis in the movie. Okay. She's a wonderful, wonderful actress. Um, I, can't, I can't tell you what movie. Oh, The Body Snatchers. She was in The Body okay. Snatchers. Anyways, and I was talking to her and her friend, and, and they said, you know, you really should try acting. And obviously they saw something. Yeah. And I um, love those moments, though. I love, the, like, like, the cheerleaders in our life that, yeah. you know, oh, my God, thank you for... Saying, saying that. that yeah thank because you because i giving was thinking about it but was um, your mom the whole time going mm, no yeah absolutely my parents were like when is she going to get over this when right she get back to your math yeah um and i wanted to do theater but i kept i got film work tv film work but more like indie film work right it's be the sort of thing where someone would spot me on the street and say hey i'd like to use you for this film and and stuff and i couldn't but i couldn't get into theater uh, so that's when I went to theater school. I went to George Brown. Mm-hmm. But you went on scholarship. Yeah, I got a scholarship. Boy, you really... No, that's you're just... Stalking it's me. called Google. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's rare, too. Like, that must have been such an eye-opener for, like, a young person to go, here's a scholarship, you're on the right track. Yeah. You know, as opposed to how most of us go into theater going, I don't know, hope this works. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It was it was great. Actually, it's even better than that in that story in the sense of I got in and then there was some kind of strike with OSAP, student loan, and I couldn't afford to go. And I think this might have happened the first or second month into school. And Joseph Shaw, who ran the theater school at the time, I don't know how he found out. Somebody must have told him. He brought me into his office and said, I hear you can't afford to be here. And it just gave me a wad of cash. What? Yeah. So that was... What? Out of his... Not his... Like, that was... Yeah, his own money. What? And then I got a scholarship for the next year or So something. did you give him his money back? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible, I'm sure I bought him a beer. Who um, does that? I know. Who does that? I want to do that. I want to be able to do that for people. Yeah. That's such a gift. And not only, like, the financial way, because... Yeah. That was so important, but just in the support of your... Yeah. Like, he believed in you, right? Yeah, I'm still wow. in shock by it. Where is he now? He's, he's dead. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm so sad I didn't get to see him before he mm-hmm. passed away, but that's how theater school happened, and then that, it was the best thing I, I could have ever done because I just met a bunch of great people and found my community, mm-hmm. found my tribe, mm-hmm. great teachers, mm-hmm. and then from there... Is okay. anybody still that you keep in touch with in your class? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I just had lunch with a few of them uh, yesterday. Are they still um, in the business? Are they still? Some are. Yeah. Some are. Yeah. Yeah. 
Danny McIver was a year ahead of me. Oh, right, okay. Um, Just won a CSA last night. Did he? Yeah. Oh, wow. For Big Weirdos. Oh, really? Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's amazing. I know. Ah, Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, so that. you had a good like you had some great um, influences around you as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And teachers who were just like, yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah. And, and then I graduated and I was able to do theater and film and and whatnot. And then yeah. you know I met. That's I guess in eighty. Well, at this point, were your parents like, all right, she's pretty great. No. No. Still. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Like didn't come out to see anything. Oh. It wasn't until Roadkill, which was 1989, did they come out to see something. Right. Thought that film. They saw yeah. that film. <laughs> what was their review? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how to uh, explain that. Yeah. yeah, that face, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, so Roadkill happened, like, maybe five years after you left theater school? or? Um, yeah, okay, 86. I graduated in 86, so 89, three years after. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was huge. Like, in our community, Roadkill and Highway 61 were, um, like, a complete other level. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, but I was just going through the motions. I did, you know, I, did, I made a feature, acted in a feature film before that, like in 86 or 87, called Dear John, that a woman by the name of Kathy Ord made. Um, unfortunately, it didn't get anywhere. Yeah. But that... And I may acted in other films that nobody had ever seen. And then um, I acted in this short film called Harriet Loves that Alexandra Gill wrote and directed. And Bruce McDonald was the editor on that. And then he interviewed me for Highway 61. And, and I got it. Um, but the funding for Highway 61 didn't come through. Oh. And... I, being as naive as I was, I said, can't you just get a camera and shoot? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> Which is how I make my things now. That's right. But exactly. <laughs> just, just get, get a camera, camera and shoot, and shoot it. Um, and Bruce just kind of went, yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't as easy as that. Yeah. He found, like, hooked up with Don McKellar. I'm not sure how, but Don McKellar and I had already worked together doing theater Okay. Children's Theater. No kidding. In Sudbury. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's hilarious. Yeah. What was the show? Do you remember? Uh, I think it was called "It's Not as Hard as It Seems." Great. Is that like a like yeah. a public service announcement? Yeah, yeah show? exactly. Yeah. About literacy. So we went all over Ontario, and we had a great time. Yeah. And then I guess the year after that, it, it, Bruce contacted Don, and Don said, "I know Valerie. I could write something for her." And there you go. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. So that was fun, and I don't think we, any of us expected anything more than just a good time. Yeah? You didn't feel while you were making it going, oh, this is bigger than no, no, no. And then yeah. it just exploded. Yeah. How is that for you? Like, that was sort of one of your first big credits. Was that, did that yeah. rock your world, having that kind of attention suddenly? I don't know. Oh, this is going to sound terrible, but I think <laughs> part of me is like, what's wrong with people? Right. I know it's terrible, but yeah. it's like... But I think that's that's my uh, lack of entitlement, sort of being that I have to get over. Yeah. But, but it's did like, you ever get over that? Do you still feel that? Oh yeah. No. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I read something just the other day about that, where um, you know, someone compliments you. How do you feel? And I go, uh, they they're probably not very bright. 
That's awful. <laughs> that that you need to retrain. That I know, brain. I know, I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. But, but <laughs> oh, we'll edit that out. We'll, we'll edit that out. Um, 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 yeah. So no, I was kind of like, oh, okay. I think the first time I saw the film, uh, it was at the Uptown Cinema on Young Street. I actually went to the bathroom and vomited. Right. It was like my wow. face was, well, it was huge. Huge. And, you know, I hardly seen myself. And um, What did you think of your performance? Were you able to, like, see it as a, like, as an artist? Or were you so involved in the exposure of this big face? The first time <laughs> I couldn't see myself. Yeah. Uh, was until maybe a couple like at film festivals, you know, and you get to see it again and again, and then it's like, okay, all right, yeah, yeah. There were, t- yeah, I thought it was all right. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. it was all right. You yeah. know, and I, I did like the film. Um, I didn't like my performance as much in Highway sixty one though. No, funny enough. What yeah, was I think I had. I think I was. I'm working too hard. I think all in all, the film, like, like Roadkill is, I prefer Roadkill to Highway 61, um, um, personally. But I know a lot of people love Ro- Highway 61. I like them both. I just remember being rocked by it. I remember going, this can happen in Canada. Yeah. Like, it felt really, really progressive. Yeah. 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 And Bruce McDonald, like, I've met him since then, and I just, I think he's got such a creative mind, and I love the way he speaks to people. I love the way he works i've seen interviews with him i just think it was a great coming together of a great team obviously yeah yeah i wish i wish it kind of continued that way but anyways highway 61 like you know roadkill we had i can't remember but he might have had like fifty thousand dollars to make it right Right. we were sleeping in the back seat of cars and stuff like that which fine like it was fun and then and then with highway 61 it was like a, a million dollars more right and um and then everything was bigger and and there was a real first AD and a second AD right. and real, <laughs> real gaffers. And girls. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, like, and like, it was like, oh, this isn't fun anymore. Right. What do you think happened, though? Just that it got too, um, like, corporate? Serious. Oh, too serious. It got too... Everyone was taking themselves too seriously. Right. And, which, there's nothing wrong in that, but... We lost a sense of play, or at least I felt that's what I was witnessing. Um, uh, too much was at stake. Um, you know, the second film, it's got to be better than the right. first. All of that stuff, and I could feel it, and I had nowhere to go to release it. And so I think I just held on to that, and you could see it in my work. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I think I probably had... Help, but, like, what a lesson, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. At this point, did you think, oh, this is what I want to do my whole life as be an actor, or was it still sort of a part time? Like, had you? No, I think it? it was. I was definitely. I was definitely going to be an actor. I yeah. was definitely doing it. Yeah. Um, but even before then, I was already like more in theater, though, like yeah. uh, in collectives and creating things with people. I love collaborating yes. and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. It seems that's a common thread for you in all your projects still. Like, I see the projects that you do, and it doesn't feel like you're a one-man band, you yeah. know? Or a one-woman band. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. It's uh, it's kind of dull. I mean, I'm sitting... I sit alone at my kitchen table a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, so it's nice to show up on set and yeah. have 50 people working with the audio. The best. Yeah. That's good. So, but now once, so Highway 61 Roadkill, like, did did that reverberate into something else? Or did that, did you think it would? What was the next step after those movies? Right. Well, I was doing the Lorca play at, at the time. same yeah, time yeah. and all sorts of other theater and maybe some little bit of TV, but still my face wasn't a, the TVQ kind of face yeah. at all. But right? you were sort of the um, the face of indie film. Indie film. Yeah. yeah. Like I remember seeing like glimpses of you at something or other and I was like, oh, I don't know, it's Like it was a, you held such a, um, I don't know, like a leadership quality of, uh, of the indie films um, section of our community. Yeah. Something about... It's different. Difference, okay. Or, yeah. You know, when whatever. you're this this face thing worked for you because yeah. you're so different. Yeah. 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 It, um, and so yeah. So I remember when Highway sixty one got came out in the film festival, Toronto Film Festival, and meeting Americans, and they said, you know, if you came to the states, you you'd be working nonstop and stuff. And right. At the time, I was doing the Lorca play. Right. I right. had another little indie film I was doing. Like <laughs> I'm like. Oh, I'm okay here. Yeah. Um, Did that freak you out, the idea of going to the States? Or were you just like, no, I'm cooking here. Why would I leave? Uh, I think I was afraid to go. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know what the point was as well. It's because I had some nice work coming. But Maury Chakins, yeah. he also said go. How did you know him? Uh, just from around. Yeah. I don't think... We might have worked on something together, but I think it was just from around. And, yeah. And he, he said, you got to go to L.A., don't stay here. Just go. Um, and again, I was like, but also like, it's like, I didn't have much, I didn't feel like I had much to go with. Right. And I also thought LA meant Barbie dolls. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, it's like, I'm not that, you know. No, I'm but not. that's why, like, it'd be so exciting, right? Yeah. So yeah. Such but a, a I didn't think that. And the way I, I have to admit now, that is a tiny little regret. That yeah. I didn't go then just to suss it out. It's also um, hugely intimidating, right? Like, you have your support of your community. Mm -hmm. You've got work coming up. You've got people asking you to do plays. Why would you leave that for something right. that is unknown? So mm -hmm. it's it's a bit freaky, for sure. It is. So you didn't... Did you ever go... I've never been. You've never been still? I've never been. Yeah. 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 Well, I hope to go me. with a film. Yeah. Like as a... My film. One of my films. But... Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So... So that was it. But then after a little while, you realize it doesn't matter if you were the star of uh, a hit movie. Mm -hmm. You know, in Canada, I think you go sideways. Yeah, yeah, you, it doesn't matter. You go matter. sideways. It doesn't matter. There's something beautiful in that, but at the same time, it's exhausting. And it's not it's not the money side of things. No. not about salary. It's about, do I have to apply again? Mm -hmm. You want you me go to... go back to the back, back of the line, right? Yeah, I just did a feature film where I was on screen for the entire time. You want me to come in for one line? Right. Um, and I'm, I sit in, in waiting rooms for auditions all the time, and I see brilliant actors yeah. waiting for those one lines. Yeah. You know, you can't just call me up and say, here, do you want to do it? Yeah. You know, um, that's that's the difficult part of it. Um, uh, just always having to apply and even as filmmakers right they yeah. always have to apply i think bruce mcdonald still has to apply yeah 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 that gets a bit um frustrating for sure yeah my husband and i have a rule of in this business that we can't um don't get bitter don't give up 
and don't hold hands on garbage day because with the garbage cans it makes it really awkward. We just have three rules in our house <laughs> and that's it. It's super simple. But um, but the idea of not getting frustrated about that, it's challenging, but yeah. um, I think you're right. Yeah. So then did you crash after the success of those movies? Uh, let's see. Let me see. No, because I actually... Okay, so... Hmm. Highway 61... We made in 1990, I think it was released in 92, and 92 is when I shot my first film. Was that The Passion of Rita? Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, so... So you sort of just got to work, right? I just got to work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, oh, okay, I know what to do now. Yeah. So I did that. Um, Now, where do you get that kind of um, work ethics from? Oh... Well, it's probably my working class upbringing. Right. You know, we never did sleep in. No. You can't in a crowded house. Yeah, of course. Um, And so it's probably that, but I love it. Like, it doesn't always feel like work. It does sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, the tedious stuff. But uh, most of the time, yeah, it is to be able to sit and create. It's writing the grants that sucks, oh, yeah. right? That's it's writing the, the grants and it. it's dr- trying to get the funding to do it. That's the only difficult part, but the rest of it is fun. And when you get a team of people that love the project like you do, or they're never going to love it as much, but, you know, care for it or come up with ideas, and it's so much fun. Yeah, but not everybody has that attitude. Like, some people would have success from those movies and... People asking you to do plays, which feels so good, and then go, I'm just going to sit back and let things come to me, and you didn't do that. Yeah. You got to work. Yeah. And so what, like, you wrote on The Passion of, what is it, The Passion of... Uh, Rita Camilleri. Yeah. Um, I wrote, wrote the short, I wrote the, uh, like, I wrote it in my, the story in my diary, in my journal. Mm-hmm. And did that just come to you, that story? Well, no. Yes. No. <laughs> yes and no. Um, it, it's about my best friend, Diane, who died in a house fire when I was in grade three. Yeah, wow. Yeah. It's not a comedy. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> if it is, I'd really like to see it. But you never know. Comedies yeah. can come out of anything. Yeah. There are funny moments. In. Um, and so I just wrote this story and... and uh, she died, I didn't know, in my Catholic upbringing, and it was like, well, where did she go, all right. of those questions, and then the night before, oh no, the night after her funeral, I saw her at the end of my bed. This is when you were three. Uh, in grade three, oh, so grade I was three. eight. eight I, I don't eight remember anything from when I was three, three. Geez, barely right. my doll. Yeah. So when you are grade three, eight, okay, you yeah. saw her at your end of your bed. Uh, anyway, yeah, and um, she told me everything was okay. And um, and then and and actually that was a huge turning point in my life because I was afraid of many things and I stopped being afraid for some reason. It was just this. What were you afraid of before? Um, I was afraid of death. Mm -hmm. I was afraid of the devil. (laughs) I was afraid of all sorts of you know. Scary boogeyman, all those things, and um, I wasn't anymore. I be- wow. Something in me just like was fearless. Did you debrief about that episode with your mom or your your brother sisters? No, you just had it in your head. Yeah, because they thought I was weird back then, <laughs> so I'm not gonna bother. <laughs> like I got sisters? so teased. I'm just like, why would I even right. say? 
<laughs> I saw my friend at the end of my bed. Yeah. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, this kid's having this great revelation that yes. lets her not be yeah. fearful. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So then that story has sat with you until this this time. Yeah, and then, yeah, I guess I wrote it in my journal one time and then wrote it as a the story, more more elaborate and, like, fantastical world. And and uh, I think it was Don McKellar who said, you know, this is pretty cinematic because I wasn't sure if I should make it a play or a film. And then I started writing it as a film script uh, really badly. And then this friend of mine, Judy... Cade was hanging I was hanging out with her a lot back then and uh, so I said do you want to help me write this and she hadn't written a screenplay either before and so we did what did drew it. you to work as in that partnership just that you had a good chemistry or yeah like, yeah I love we that seem to like the same thing let's Why just not? do let's this let's try it yeah I love um, that and then we applied for a grant and we didn't get it so I left it and then I met up with Rudolph Blachek who's a DOP and his wife Merle Ann Ridley um, they were at Ryerson Theater School, a uh, film school, sorry, film school, and I acted in their school film. And I told him about it, and he said, "Well, let's try doing this." And so he and I formed a company, and we started getting grants. Right. So I wow. uh, got grants. It took a long time sure. because even with with um, well, I can't remember what funding it was, OMDC or something. Um, they said, well, we think this is going to be a Bruce McDonald film. I'm just like, it's about a little girl whose best friend dies in a house fire. How does that r- relate to a road movie? Like, Did they say that just because they connected you with Bruce McDonald? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. that team, after those two movies, you didn't do anything again together. I did. I acted in like a short film, okay. but that's it. But he and Don went on, yeah. but I did Because... Bruce and I, <laughs> Bruce and I lived together. Oh, okay. We were a boyfriend girlfriend, and then and then we it's split gonna, up. It's not going to work. There's microphones everywhere. So, <laughs> but then yeah. then um, during the making of the movie, uh, we hooked up around after Roadkill. Right. Was it after around making Roadkill? Right. And then split up uh, maybe a year after Highway sixty one. Okay. I guess in 93. It's that creative. It's, uh, creativity is a big aphrodisiac. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How can it not be? Making yeah. movies together. And then so you realize, sexy. oh, is that all there? <laughs> 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 and, uh, and then, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. Why did I bring that up? Right, because we were talking about how you gave a film that they said this is a Bruce McDonald pl- movie. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, actually, no, it's a Valerie movie. And yeah. So, did the, cause that feels like that happens a lot in, in yeah. the world of women where they try to infuse like a man's hand to guide it as opposed to going I know like this obviously is a story that is close to your heart you should tell the story yeah it's a given it's so and if you see the film it's nothing like like, I've seen clips of it like with Maria and there's some great like shocking and like really moving images some of the images that I'm remembering are like without dialogue that are the most impactful Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and it's nothing like you're not. It's nothing like a Bruce McDonald. Nothing movie. like no. it. But it's that sort of like even when Highway sixty one came out, uh, the the reviews were Valerie Bahajar, Bruce McDonald's girlfriend. Right. I was like, I saw. I was. I've been acting way before he even made a film. Like yeah, and stuff like Why that. Why do you so, think they do that? Gives it a little extra, like oh. It's yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I actually, don't know. I just find it. 
it's kind of dumb. It's, yeah. It's, um, and so, yeah, yeah. It gets in the way. It gets in the way. Did you, so did you feel like that got in the way of you launching your own career as a director, writer? Oh, I probably had to, I had to work harder. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I, I, I'm pretty good with just like, oh, get out of my way. Yeah. You know, if you're not with me, then just step away. Step away. Yeah. 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 So, so you got this film made uh-huh. and, um, at the end of it, were you happy with the, the, the results of it? Cause sometimes, like, I feel sometimes we work on these projects and it's so much work, and so much effort and there's so many people that come together and you're like, it's not what I want it to be. Like, right. are you happy with the outcome? Very happy. That's an amazing I, thing yeah, too. Very right? happy yeah. because of the, it's because of the collaboration too. Um, because you know, I, I'm sure you've heard that there are three three films, right? There's the one that's on the page, that's the one that's in production, and then there's the one in the editing room, right? Right. And so the one on the page, I had an, a pretty good idea of what I, I wanted it to look like. And then my crew, art department, DOP, everybody comes in, actors, and, and they bring in their own bits to it. And right. it's like, wow, I never even thought of yeah. that. Or, and some, you know, with guidance and stuff like that, and sometimes no, but I still will always get what I want or better than I thought I could get. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the editing. Yeah. So, yeah, I was very pleased with it. Um, And at this point, I didn't want to be a filmmaker. I didn't go to film school or anything like that. I just wanted to tell this story. Right. This specific story. I wanted this story told, and it it was either going to be a theater play or a film yeah and it worked better as film it was more cinematic and then it was like oh okay and we sent it out to festivals and it won like seven awards yeah yeah i was quite blown and away by a lady so after you finished making pastor rita did you feel like it changed your path yeah totally and, and it was only because people kept saying, so what are you going to make next? What right. are you going to do next? And I'm like, I have no idea. Right. And I knew so little about cinema. Um, so I wanted to try something where it was all about the camera, camera work. Right. Was that, uh, imagistic. Uh, and so there's one day, it's called One Day I Stood Still. Oh, yeah. And I feel like all your movies, like the, the small, stupid... Insignificant. Yeah, that also has really vivid images too. Yeah, most yeah. of my stuff is more imagistic than it is actor driven. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I went with that, and then that did really well, yeah. and went to various. It's festivals. like the universe gave you a scholarship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the third one was Labor Labor Shut the Door Por Favor. I didn't get a grant for that. And that's, and this was, uh, what year was that? Maybe 96 or 97, 97. Um, I didn't get a grant and it was the Harris government come in. Okay. There were major cuts, but I still wanted to make it. So I rode my bike around getting 25 bucks from people. No, you didn't. (laughs) Like door to door? Well, you know, whatever. Like, or I, I. 
we didn't have email back yeah, then, sure. right? So it was phone calls and, and stuff. The 25 bucks and you'll get a credit in the film. Right. So it was already, cra- I was yeah. crowdfunding yeah. in my own little way. You did way. your own Kickstarter campaign. Yeah. Yeah, and amazing. I think I got like $3,000. And then there was uh, NFP Fab, I think it's called. It was a, a, a grant, like a little, little grant. Anyway, so I got the film made. Yeah. And all this time, you were getting into directing, but were you still acting? Like, oh, how tons. did you balance that? I just you just show up wherever yeah. you're needed. But did you ever like? Because <laughs> we don't. I know you don't have to choose, right? We can do whatever we want. But was there a time where you're like, oh, I miss acting, or I miss directing? Yeah. 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 Like, do you think you're an actor first or a director first? Oh, that's a good question. Because you've been able to balance both, right? You did. You did a one woman show in Vancouver that like. Yeah sold out and so what would you if you had your druthers oh. I can't I love them yeah. both I love it both I, I do that's the right answer I just yeah <laughs> just, like, just you know I love making things I, I do so if you told me right now you could never act again I'd be hurt yeah if you told me right now you could never direct a film again I would be hurt. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the good news is you don't have to choose. Okay. Yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> you had the yeah. right answer in yeah. I want to do both. But. Yeah. So, um, so then you've been sort of doing that. You've been balancing both. And it feels like you've been directing more and more. Because mm-hmm. I want to talk about this latest project of yours, The Life Coach. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because up until now, it's been cinematic. Yeah. And this is your first web-based show. Yeah. Now, how is that? Because I don't. I feel like, like there's a there's a um, old world quality to all your films. Like just I don't know, like the style of it, the images, and then suddenly like Flash of 2017, it's like Life Coach. Yeah. It's like digital, and it's like a modern day house, and it's so different from <laughs> everything that I've seen that you do. I've been hijacked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or I don't yeah. know. Like, yeah. how do you deal with that as an artist um, with like social media and knowing that that has to be something that you connect with. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a really good question. Because, yes, I mean, I never thought of myself in the TV world. A, right. the TV world didn't really want me very much as far as an actor. Right. Right? Well, you've done your, your I've done, oh, bits. Yeah. Like, I've done my time. bits, but it wasn't like they didn't, doors weren't flying open. Right. And I was always told, oh, you're more cinema than you are TV and whatever. And that just is in my brain. Right. And then... You know, and I didn't have a TV for a very long time. Right. Um, actually, till last summer. What? <laughs> I know. Are you kidding me? I didn't get a TV. I, I just, like, I, I, you know. But you watch TV. I've watched. Like, on, like, on computers. Do you have a computer? I have a computer. <laughs> I have a computer and I watch. And there's Netflix. Yeah. And then it was, I didn't want a TV and I have, I have a son. Yeah. I didn't want TV in his world. Yeah. And uh, we didn't have a TV for a long time, but we had like a little black and white that we, you know, right. put the antenna and held the antenna so you could catch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But I get it. I get it. And um, and then in August, I got a TV for my son to watch athletics. Yeah. How old is he? <laughs> He's 15. Right. And also just to keep him home. Yeah. Um, and um, TV's way better than it was um, now. And there's a lot of good stuff Mm -hmm. there so I've learned a lot and I've been watching a lot now um 
It's like we're gonna lose you for six years now. Just you catching up on TV for the, the TV. Past yes, years. exactly. <laughs> um, but but this show, Life Coach, it just happened that this friend of mine who lives around the corner, he's a musician, Steve Singh. Um, you know, we make each other laugh. He comes over for coffee, sugar, yeah. whatever. He literally lives around the corner, and he said, well, "Why don't we write this a comedy together?" Yeah, and is he a writer? No, a musician. Musician. You know, um, but he knows TV. Yeah. You know, and he's a very funny guy. And I was like, all right, all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good at saying yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so. That's usually a key, I think. That for, like, is. Actually, I, saw, I just heard Colin Mockery say that. Oh, yeah. With talking to about his daughter. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. And it's like, yes. Yeah. So, and it doesn't take that much time, you know. Well, I mean, it'll take as much time as you've got, yeah. right? Like, now you're working towards right. letting people know about <laughs> it, right? So there's this whole other thing about promoting it online. Yeah. But it's funny. Like, Rachel Wilson's really mm. funny, and you've got great guest stars with Alex uh, Parks Golden. And, yeah, yeah, Viva and, and Viva. Um, Rick Watt. Yeah, so we wrote Rick, it. Yeah. We wrote it in, like, a weekend. Right. The pilot. And then uh, I met Kelly Kylie, who's a producer, and I gave it to her and she um she loved it and then a year went by and that's when she said what about this ipf thing mm-hmm. um i'm like oh okay shoot a trailer okay and uh we shot it at my house two days and there you go yeah. and um hopefully we'll win this right. web series thing um again it's all about just making something and learning the new medium yeah you know, and there are so many people that know way more than I do, so I just bring them on board. Right. Where did you <laughs> learn that from? Who taught you that skill? Uh, I don't know. I did hear it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I, I probably, somewhere. I, but it's like, what's wrong with that? Yeah. Like, Nothing. You know? Surround yeah. yourself, right? Yeah. Now, because did you find it challenging to develop your skills as a director in a male-dominating industry? <clears throat> no. <laughs> That's not the wrong answer. You don't have to grimace. Oh, okay. Um, no, it, 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 you know, the hard part is getting the funding. Mm-hmm. It's getting people to trust you with whatever, a million dollars or $300,000 or whatever right mm-hmm. now. Um, I'm actually at that place now where I'm, you know, it's my next feature, my third feature We'll be in Malta. We'll be shooting in Malta, and it needs a bigger budget. Yeah. And I'm sitting in the meeting room, and I'm like, how many short films and features does it take for you to trust me? Right. How many? And I, I'm pretty one. I'm pretty. I'm the pretty one? No, I'm pretty quiet. <laughs> pretty. And because it's just like, I, that's, that's what's revving inside of me. It's right. like, I know what's going on here. You don't trust me. But do you think that's a female issue, or do you think that's just I think it's it, Canadian? Because you said, Canadians, like, Bruce McDonald still has to prove himself. Like, that's true. That's true. Like, what do you think are the challenges that women have to face in an, our industry that men don't? Or that you have? Right. I See, I don't, I didn't feel, like, because all my stuff's been funded, like, they're really low budget. Yeah. So it's funded through Arts Council. Right. Which is quite fair in the way they divvy up the money. Uh, or Indiegogo, crowdfunding, that sort of thing. Yeah, biking, you know? biking, biking around. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I cast my crew. 
you know, so if there is some schmarky, sh- <laughs> is that a word? Yeah, it is now. <laughs> okay. I love it. I'm all for inventing words. Guy or gal on my set, they're not, they're out of there. Yeah. You know. Have you had to do that before? Ask, like, get, up, get rid of a crew member? Uh, just a long, long time ago because of alcohol. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, just, it's just not safe. That's a whole other yeah. thing. Yeah. But otherwise, no. No, it's been lots of fun, good people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've never felt that. And I'm not shy in saying, I don't know what you're talking about. What is the wah wah gila wah 355? All right. Yeah. So it seems so strange because we were talking earlier about like how you can't believe um, people would ask you to do stuff. Like something might, must be wrong with them. Oh, yeah. Right? And then now, flash to this woman who's like, I'm not shy. I'm going to tell you what I think. So where is this? Okay, so I'm schizophrenic. No, no, I'm a Taurus. Um, I don't know. I think it's when I'm in work mode. Right. Like when I'm on set, when when I'm in production, I'm there. Like yeah. nothing, all of a sudden this is just crack, you know, I just crack open and yeah. it's like I'm ready. But when I'm sitting casually somewhere with nothing to do, um, then, then I just, I have time to think about myself and that yeah. <laughs> that becomes scary. Yeah. Yeah. Your vision seems like when you, when you get it clear, it's clear. Yeah. There's not much nothing yeah. around. Yeah, I guess it is kind of schizophrenic, eh, the way it, it's... No, it's all over the well, place, it's, it's but human. it's... But, yeah... It's not, everybody's got that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, so now, with the credits that you have, you want, you're going to shoot in Malta? For the third film. I'm in post-production with my second feature called It's Hard to Be Human. Uh so we're just working on music and stuff for mm-hmm. that. And then the third feature is called Carmen Has Been Touched. And that's set in Malta. And we're hoping uh, that we will shoot it in November, December of this year. Wow. I'm so curious about what you do next because it feels like you've suddenly taken like a really drastic turn with this life coach. Life coach. Yeah. But I think that's yeah. great because I feel like it's it'll bring your past projects into the present. Yeah, yeah. With people being aware of what you're doing and, and yeah. not so much cinematically but like into the social media world yeah well it's also you know I wasn't thinking web series when we wrote Life Coach mm-hmm. um, uh, I was thinking TV and as I was saying television has become more cinematic um, and God yeah it's it's richer and the characters are richer and female roles are richer so I feel like I'm, they're ready, I feel ready for TV and maybe TV's they'll ready be for you. ready for yeah. me, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there's good stuff out there mm-hmm. and um, I like the idea. In a web series too, like yeah. a web series. Oh my that's God. That's not yeah. shot on your iPhone. <laughs> no, yeah. they're really, really smart. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and comedy, you know, I wouldn't say my stuff is, is comedic. I would say my stuff's some of it, anyways. Drama with a sense of humor. Yeah, you know, like yeah, the anniversary. Yeah, 
that it won Best Comedy, but honestly, don't tell them this. Sure. Okay. They're not very smart. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah. even, like, expecting. You didn't yeah. even talk about that, but yeah, that's, like, yeah. it had, yeah. like, Colin Mockery and Deb McGrath. You had comedians with you, but it had, like, like a heart to it that made it drama comedy. It was a, it yeah. was an interesting film. Yeah. Um, 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 so that's... Uh, to, to do a comedy is... It's... It's... It's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's great to laugh. It's great to laugh on set. It's great to laugh with another writer. And it's great to make people laugh. And I mean, you know this. Love it. So, yeah. 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 We'll never do anything else. It's not easy, but um, yeah, we're, gonna, we're going for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, I do this thing at the end about talking about inspirations. So, um, if I throw some ideas at you, tell me what you're inspired by. So, like, what is your. Um, What's a book that's inspiring you lately? Well, it's <laughs> I just I finished uh, reading Oliver Sacks uh, on the move. Okay. Um, but you know he's a he was an anthropologist and a neurologist. <laughs> right, it's this balance, right? Your left and your right side yeah, of brain. Yeah. You yeah. like maybe you check your birth certificate about the Gemini status. Yeah, it no, feels like. maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. I always did find him really, really inspiring. I would go hear him speak at mm-hmm. Convocation Hall, and whenever he came to Toronto, just like, for me, that was the best theater. He was so smart mm-hmm. and so kind. That is the perfect human being. I actually had fantasies about Oliver Sacks. <laughs> just like he'd be in his office, and I'd be in my office making stuff. <laughs> And then we go get together at dinner time. I didn't know he was gay, and yeah. yeah so he's like maybe he's thirty years older than me, but that's okay doesn't too. Doesn't matter. You figured matter. it out. We would have had a great time yeah. he, if he met me. Things would have been different. That's right. <laughs> he would have changed him. Yeah. yeah. But um, yes. Yeah, so that's inspiring. Actually, there was something that was really that triggered a lot. Uh, triggered something huge inside me when talked about his childhood and you know the second world war in england and he was shipped off to a foster home and as all those kids were Mm -hmm. and um badly bullied and he realized much older that he lost three qualities being able to bond being able to believe i.e you were fantastic in that show or i love you right uh bond believe and belong Three, three. Wow. Yeah, and uh, when I read that, I wept. And I thought, that's me. Right. Yeah. So he lost, where do you think you lost those? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I think growing up in the junction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that must have been a pretty crazy house to grow up in. Mm Mm-hmm. Bond, say it again. Bonding. Believing. And belonging? Oh, those are great. Yeah, so, see, so Oliver crucial. Sacks didn't um, uh, have an intimate... Like, he went 30, I think it was 35, 37 years without an intimate relationship. Wow. It's the last seven years of his life. And he died when he was 82. Right. That he connected with his partner and, yeah. Well, thank goodness for those last seven years, right? Too. Yeah, That's yeah. Amazing. Um, all right, what about um, movies or TV that you're inspired by? 
Well, I love Black Mirror. Yes. Oh my yes. god. Can't watch that when you go to sleep though. I do. Oh my gosh, don't they don't you dream then? Yes. Don't you have crazy dreams? I just think those shows are brilliant. Yeah. And you know, I wouldn't know how to do them, but yeah, Riverdale, I've yeah. started that last night. I really liked it. Um there's a lot like Stranger Things, um Mr. D. Okay, yes. I did not need to <laughs> say that, but I appreciate it. Uh, okay, what about um, what about music? Any like pieces of music that are your go-to if you need to be uh, jazzed or inspired? Well, it's funny because every day at around not every day, but most days at around two o'clock, I'm tired of sitting at my kitchen table typing away, so I'll crank up some tunes yeah. and dance. Love it. Yeah. I lo- I feel like there should be a dance break. For everybody at like 2, two 3 o'clock. o'clock. I yeah. would love it, yes. So I put on, I mean, it's all over the place, like um, uh, the Jolly Boys. Do you know about the Jolly Boys? I don't, but I'm going to look them up yeah, for Jolly sure. Jolly Boys doing, they do covers of um, oh, Rehab, all those Great. things. So that, that's fun to dance to stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, Chow. Yes. I just, it's just dancing music. That, yep. That's it right now. I love that. I love music that makes me dance. I put you that know, on in the morning. But yeah. I have my phases. Yeah, because sometimes I'll just like Tom Waits all over again. Yeah. <laughs> or Leonard Cohen all over again. Or, and then what else? What else? I don't know. If someone introduces me to someone. Right now, because I'm in post-production with um, the second feature, I've been listening a lot to Meredith Monk. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And just, yeah. Um... That's amazing. What and now? I guess we have to wrap it up. I I hate. Ra- I feel like I could talk to you forever. So. I know we got a lot of wine. Here. I know we really didn't finish any <laughs> yeah, wine. There's you know. cheese to eat. Um, but uh, I always like to wrap it up with um, any advice that you can give to people that are starting out, or not just starting out, but are hitting roadblocks uh, in their careers. Call me up. <laughs> no. um, I, you know, um, just just through the day. Just do it. Is I know it. it it's a cliche. No, it's but that is what true. I heard. Um, um, uh, John DePong from Vancouver, Telefilm Vancouver, one day I heard him speak and he said, all I can say is just do it. And so that's when I went home. I wrote the anniversary, three days at my kitchen table, Indiegogo, within four months we had a film. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So, and there are so many people out there to help you. Yeah. Really. Uh, don't be shy. Just, just really just do it. Yeah. Get on your bike. Bike around and ask for twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and stick around people who are positive. They're yeah, lot, yeah, I love that. Yeah, what a delight to just Yay. talk with you. Oh, thank you. This that, that was a, little, a lot of talking. No, <laughs> you've gone from your kitchen table <laughs> to sitting I know, here. It's so. like, whoa, yeah, um, yeah. No, it's really it's so interesting, and you're so positive. So it's a it's such a great. I feel like these kind of discussions will reverberate and inspiration so i and i think you're very inspiring so it's great oh thank you yeah yeah and that's valerie isn't she just the best i'm so inspired by artists that are constantly challenging themselves to learn new skills to do new things check out her series it's life coach the series and you can see it on youtube or on facebook it's a, it's a really sweet and funny series, and she has pulled together such an amazing cast. I think you'll really enjoy it. And while you're at it, why don't you follow her on Twitter, because you know she's going to do something interesting. It's 
at Valerie Bahajar, B-U-H-A-G-I-A-R, Valerie Bahajar. And while you're at it, why don't you follow Firecracker Department too? We're on Twitter and Instagram at Firecracker Department, that's Firecracker, D-E-P-T, or on Facebook, or you can check us out on our website, which is firecrackerdepartment.com. Let me know what you're inspired by. Maybe inspire me to read my next book. And people will refer to me as, oh, you know, Naomi Sneakers, she's a real bookworm. She's always got her nose in a book. Maybe, you never know. Go on out there and get inspired. Write a song, a poem. Maybe start that play that you've always wanted to. Do something inspiring or go out there and inspire somebody else. See you next time.